I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. You know what the marketing word in 2019 was? The word of the year. It was called personalization at scale, or rather one-to-one personalization at scale. Apparently, in 2025, personalization at scale is going to be completely redundant, and it's going to not work at all, and people are going to drop it. So, what has caused such a big shift and change to one of the hottest trends in marketing? On this episode of Smarter with Sid, we're going to figure out whether personalization at scale was a bad idea to begin with, or whether it's a good idea waiting for its time, and what should an average Joe or Jane like you and me as marketers do when we contemplate the brave new world with or without personalization at scale. Let's go. So on Smarter with Sid, what we try to figure out is what the concept is really all about. Then we try to figure out. you know a little deeper into it we go into the context we try to get to first principles and we try to figure out what the practical takeaway is now normally whenever a marketer gets really excited about a new buzzword or a trend i think we should all in spite of being marketers a lot of you who are listening to this podcast are marketers in one way or the other we should be wary about it because we should not be you know enamored by our own words or our own jargon one to one personalization at scale perhaps is one of those buzzwords or jargon words that we need to be a little careful of so what is this essentially it means that with the digital world coming into its own we are going to get enough data about a specific customer to know exactly what that customer is going to go across his or her customer journey you know the way in which he uh, or she spends her day and and the way in which they make decisions and the way in which you know they they are uh, being stimulated by externalities or internalities or you know changes of mind etc and so we will be able to develop the right kind of message in order to have the right clicks go in in a neural network that is our human mind now lot of schools of thought on this lot of schools of thought on this personalization at scale to my mind is not just a question of enough data being available right but before i get into that i would say that the biggest problem of personalization at scale is going to be one of privacy see the fact is that we have realized that in order for us to really and truly get personalization at scale you have to be you know compliant to privacy norms and privacy norms means that you and i want to protect our data and we are getting more and more savvy about which data we want to give to our marketers in order to be you know giving permission to marketing which is called perm- permission marketing to be honest so permission given is perhaps okay for personalization at scale uh, which means that i am able to really craft a beautiful offering for whoever it is because i know enough data about that person that is creepy to start with but i don't think that that is the only problem with personalization at scale so if i look take a look back at history and if i look at all the big brands that have been built there has not been a single one that has built itself because uh, to scale i mean to scale you know when i'm talking of the walt disney's of the world or to the amazons of the world not a single example comes to my mind which is one where personalization at scale has happened now what does this really mean and what does this tell us about human beings 
The problem to my mind is not about privacy. The problem to my mind is about us not wanting personalization at scale. Let me explain what I mean. So if I look at a Disney or if I look at any kind of big brand, McDonald's, what these brands seem to have succeeded in doing is that the reason why they have scaled up is that they have understood a human pattern that is scalable. So the human pattern for convenient food of a certain category when people are, you know, doing certain things has been exploited by McDonald's, which, you know, have got its entire ecosystem right. The food is right. The places where the restaurants are, you know, present is right. The way in which it is priced is right, etc., etc., etc. The way in which you can order food, everything, right, to a T. So that, to my mind, is Scaling it up, but scaling is based upon a human tendency that seems to be prevalent across you and me and everybody else. And I think the common denominator, the difference between HCF and LCM, and I'm not going to get all mathematics on you, if you remember your third standard and fourth standard, but the least common thing or or whatever you want to say, the common denominator between all of us is exploited by a company that has truly managed the scaling up. Now, if I look at hyper-personalization, which is the other side of the fence, you know, the the tailor uh, who kind of creates or develops the suit exactly beautifully made for you, custom-built suit or whatever they call it, is, is the other end, right? And the other end is typically, you know, uh, the highlights or the characteristics of the other end is that it's made for you, it cannot be made for anybody else. But the fact is that when you state it like that, and so, uh, you know, blandly you state it like that, it actually means that as a business, it cannot be scalable unless and until you have the ability to get perfect data from each customer. And therein lies the rub. Because when, as a customer, I don't know what I'm talking about because I say, yes, I want personalization, but I want privacy also. And there are many others who do say that, oh, we will be able to, you know, with all these high-tech companies, they, they will be able to conform to all privacy norms, but yet create personalization. I'm a bit of a skeptic here because I think you may conform to privacy norms, what is ordained by the government, but will you really be able to personalized to an extent wherein people will choose you over somebody else? Now, that sounds idealistic or almost utopian, that level of personalization. And to be honest, if I have to kind of go down to the first principles of it, I think that there are three schools in which a business, three places in which or three camps in which a business can actually be. The first camp is, okay, I'm creating a business or I'm marketing for a business that is going to scale like a Disney or whatever. And so you're betting on the fact that human tendencies are like each other and there is a common pattern between humans. And that's cool too. The second is I'm going to create a business that is not very replicable. I'm going to create, make a business that is so differentiated because I'm going to serve a very specific set of customers for whom I know all the answers to. So then you become a niche business, you become a niche restaurant, you become a niche tailor, whatever it may be. You're servicing a few set of customers and you know exactly what their requirements are. And that perhaps is the closest that you can get to maybe a personalization. And the third is I am looking at you know, your behavioral tendencies, your data, and your data is allowing me to understand how your neural networks work. 
Now, the problem with the third camp, which is this personalization at scale camp, is that neural networks belong to the human mind, which by itself is messy. We actually don't know how we change our minds, whether context changes our minds, whether different platforms change our mind. And it becomes exceptionally difficult for us to imagine how each and every customer is going to be. Now, as a teacher, what I tend to do is I tend to encourage people to find the common human patterns that will come alive in certain contexts rather than saying, oh, let's personalize for character X or character Y, which means that like, for example, if I am on LinkedIn, I am going to wear the proverbial suit, right? The metaphorical suit. Or if I am going for a movie, I'm going to behave in a particular way. If I'm going for an India-Pakistan match and if I'm an India fan, I am going to behave in a predictable way. I am going to behave in a predictable way because I'm a human being and I share characteristics with other human beings. Now, that is a certain kind of acceptance that, you know, I'm not unique (laughs) or maybe I'm unique like everybody else. But As a marketer, the takeaway that I would like to, you know, present for you is while we wait for this wonderful personalization at scale, whether it works or it doesn't work, anybody's guess, but I'm a skeptic here. I think choosing whether you are in the scale-up business or in the, you know, the hyper-personalization and differentiation business is key. And a lot of the gig workers or a lot of the consultants probably need to understand the difference between these two things. Am I building a business for scale or am I building a business for differentiation? And make sure that each and every element of whatever you're offering is sticks true to whatever your camp is. And trust me, there are not too many Disney's or Amazon's or anything else in the world, but there are a lot of the other differentiated offerings. So you know where my heart lies. If you are essentially not trying to build a business that is going to dominate the world. I suspect what you will do is actually develop real personalization rather than wait for data to be, you know, amazing elixir on which you base your personalization on. On that happy note then, I hope you like this episode of Smarter With Sid. I'm still in Indonesia in this island called Bintan and uh, it's giving me a lot of fresh ideas and perspectives and thoughts and If you like this episode, do like and subscribe to my podcast, Smarter With Sid. Like me, well, you should go to Instagram and LinkedIn and check out what the traveling professor is up to. And if you like podcasts like these, do check out all of IVM's podcasts. You might find yourself surprisingly being blown away. On that happy note then, 